Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Welcome to today's episode. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta, and we're going to hear now as Focus President Jim Daly and I chatted with Dr. Meg Meeker about how competition between women and moms should never be allowed to hurt their relationships. Dr. Meg, uh, one of the funny things, the story I read in your book uh, caught my attention because I've noticed more recently now when, you know, you come into a a lane merge or something like that, (laughs) I've noticed when I look over to the person who's trying to outdo me, they start eight car lengths behind me and they got it and they're coming up to merge in front of me and we're in traffic. It's going to gain them literally like eight feet. Yeah. More often than not now, it's a woman driving that car. It used to be more men, I think. But there is something about the competitive nature of women kind of blossoming right now. But you had that experience, that story in your book. You're referring to a story I wrote about me. (laughs) I'd rather talk about you than me. (laughs) So go for it. Absolutely. And I think that when we learn to identify these in ourselves, then we can change. And I was a second-year resident, and I was pregnant. And our hospital (laughs) was about 10 miles away. And I prided myself, as did my best friend, woman, colleague, resident, on being there pretty early and trying to get there ahead of everybody else so I knew what the younger people were doing. And as I was driving to to the hospital very early one morning, because I was earlier than everybody else, I noticed my girlfriend driving right next to me. (laughs) And I am so embarrassed to say. (laughs) I love it. I wanted to edge ahead of her. And when I edged ahead of her, she edged ahead of me. And before we knew it, we were both going about 70, 75 (laughs) down the highway. And that was in the day when you didn't go 70. Yeah. And... I caught myself going, what are you doing? You're putting your life and your baby's life at risk because you're competing with somebody who's your friend. (laughs) And yet I wanted to edge her out, and that spoke volumes to me. I don't even remember who got there first. Probably her because, you know, I was maybe trying to be more self-aware. But it made me realize that we are mothers are so fiercely competitive, and we don't even realize it. Yeah. And it's perfectly fine to be a competitive person. You're competitive, John. We're all competitive. Oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just Never made been. me tell a story about me being competitive. <laughs> so, no, I think that's fine, but it can't stunt our growth and stunt our children's growth. And it hurts friendships that women have. Well, that's the next area I wanted to move to. And uh, we're going to have to come back next time to cover more in your great book, uh, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers. But one of the key things that you talk about in stress is the importance of friendships. Now, in men's circles, in husband circles, we do talk about this. You know, I think my wife needs a good friend because I can't be a girlfriend. I can only be her husband. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think wives can tend to have those expectations of their husbands. Of course, we're going to let them down because we can't be their best girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And speak to that need for social interaction that uniquely women have to seek from other women. Yeah. You know, friendship for women is so critically important because you're absolutely right. Typically, a young mother or a young woman who's married looks to her husband to fulfill all of her needs. But the problem is she hasn't realized he can't. He thinks differently. He sees things differently. He lives very differently. And that's very important for women to realize. And what women give to other women, we give each other a safe place to talk. We listen to one another. We empathize with one another. We identify with one another. 
another. We have similar needs so we can, for companionship and friendship. We need to talk. And men are okay with that for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are a a doctor. (laughs) I used to tell my husband, I'm going to make a cap and I'm going to wear the cap when you come home for work. And it's going to say on the front of it, how are you? So all you need to do is walk in the house and read the top of my cap and say it. How are you? And sit there for five minutes and listen. (laughs) Because he wasn't paying that much attention. His mind is still on what he was doing before. That's fine. But a woman doesn't interact with another woman that way. We look at each other and we try to figure out within five seconds what her mood is. Yeah. Are you okay today? Um, once we could pass the weight thing. But are you okay? Did you have a you, – you just don't look okay. I would, you know, Skype with my daughter when she lived in Spain, and the minute I turned it on, I, I knew what kind of mood she was in. We're in tune with that. Men aren't, and that's fine. Yeah. When we ask men to be something other than they are, we set them and our marriage up for failure. Yes. Because they can't be. There are certain things they provide and then certain things we need to turn to our women friends. And I often tell this, women friends show up for each other when life is awful. When I think about the tough times I had after having a baby, after having a miscarriage, it was the women who showed up, who brought me food, who sat with me, who did my laundry. And many women are going to lose their husbands before they die. And so women need each other to be friends so that when they're widows which statistically they will be widows together. We need each other yeah. to help each other. Well, We're, I think emotionally, even throughout their lives, women exactly. just connect better. They connect better. And it's better. a good habit to We to get develop. each other. We can finish one another's sentences. And it doesn't mean our husbands are deficient. It doesn't mean we have bad marriages. It means we have great marriages, but we need other people, women, Yeah, I want to make sure we're stressing the fact that everybody can grow. Mm -hmm. So it's not an excuse to say you can't grow emotionally. You can. I just need to make that statement. I know you're nodding now like, "Uh, yeah, okay. But it's good for men to try to be better. But don't lay the expectation that they're going to make a lot of headway. (laughs) Right? Because it'll be a years-long process. It'll be a long time for your husband to figure this out. So, Danny, I'm assuming it's generally a good idea not to be competitive with other moms or dads and to encourage each other to lift each other up. We've addressed this uh, in a recent episode, but let's go ahead and hit that again. Why Why do we need coaching toward the positive in our Yeah, world? we have plenty of critics, really, in reality. And uh, each one of us is in our own individual journey as parents. And we may have a child that has been diagnosed with ADHD, maybe a child that has been diagnosed with autism, maybe a child with a very strong-willed personality, maybe a child with an easygoing personality. And it doesn't make us better or less than another parent because our kids are not where other people think they should be or other kids aren't where we think they should be. It's really encouraging one another and seeing that we don't know fully what another person is going through. Mm-hmm. There may They may be having marital issues that are affecting their relationship with their kids mm-hmm. and their ability to manage stress. Stress really, truly brings out the worst parenting in us. And the more we encourage one another, the, the, the more fuel and building we put in another person to do parenting well. And so we can be a part of them doing their parenting well by encouraging them with words, just yeah. saying, hey, you're, you're enough, or uh, I observed you doing this with your child, and I love it. And those are the words that we're afraid to say because maybe it reveals an insecurity inside of us that we're not doing parenting good enough. But, man, let's give that freely. And the other things that are judgments, let's keep those tight. 
that let's make them observations instead of judgments yeah. and see how that begins to transform the parents around you. And if you can form groups of prayer with one another or, or groups where you encourage one another and push each other towards improving things, because we can always grow and improve, but there's a trusting relationship there to be able to speak into those places with each other, that's even better. So let's, uh, as parents, let's encourage one another, push each other towards uh, growth, and uh, and let's see what God does with yeah, that. Yeah, accentuate the positive, if you will. <laughs> so uh, certainly a book that comes to mind is Dr. Meeker's uh, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers. This is the kind of encouragement you're going to find is life-giving as a woman and as a mom. We'll send this to you for a gift of any amount today to focus on the family. Uh, Maybe you can make a monthly pledge or perhaps just a one-time gift right now. Either way, let us send the 10 Habits of Happy Mothers to you when you make that donation. And uh, you can contribute to the work here knowing that uh, we help hundreds of thousands of parents and families every year uh, through God's goodness and through your support. We're here if you need us, by the way. Um, We do have uh, caring Christian counselors. We have a lot of resources. So donate, uh, get that book, and find help. We've got all the contact info in the show notes. Next time, parenting expert Jim Burns offers hope for those who do everything right as a parent, but somehow their kids still go down a wrong path. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.